So we like superhero movies. You and I? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's because in this world, the superhero genre is the reigning champion of the once healthy global box office. And much like the comic book medium from which these movies derive, there are those who seek a costumed hero outside of the omnipresent Marvel or their distinguished competition DC. As cinematic universes expand on both sides, while smaller universes like the Miller world find their homes on smaller screens, there's one larger-than-life hero who is begging for a big-screen adaptation and has all of the elements to support his massive frame and damaged brain. In a post-Deadpool landscape, a comic book movie's greatest weapon is its unique tone. And while I don't subscribe to the idea that all of the Marvel movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are the same, I can agree that there, are, that there is a certain similarity between them. Once you add, you know, the whipped cream, the chocolate syrup, the caramel, and the nuts, all ice cream starts to taste the same anyway. As delicious as they all are separately. <laughs> On the DC side, tone seems to be sliding up the monochromatic spectrum from the bleak black that began with Man of Steel. That's like my Rush Limbaugh sentence. With <laughs> the bleak black. I like it. <laughs> And apart from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I would argue that there's really not much of a comic universe that remains as recognizable as the others. And much like the Turtles, there is a character rooted in comic books whose biggest claim to popularity came not from its original printed format, but rather through the exposure and world building that came later in the form of a Saturday morning cartoon show. Mm -hmm. This character features an iconic design, a cast of colorful characters on both sides of the law, and a family-friendly yet classically comedic tone just waiting to be properly executed. He's campy, he's bombastic, he's frequently obtuse and prone to nonsensical quipping, and he's someone that our father championed from the very beginning. I am, of course, referring to the Tick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, now, mm -hmm. the most recent incarnation attempted to go somewhere darker and grittier uh, to mixed success and ultimate failure, but there are those who will forever support the perfectly suitable portrayal by Patrick Warburton. Uh, to bring this character to the, and to bring this character in his world to the big screen, you need real star power. You need an actor who can sell the serious but deliver the comedy, and you need someone with the stature and the chin to pull off the big blue bug. <laughs> that is why, for my money, the only person who can bring the tick to the big screen is John Hamm. Mm, okay. What yeah, do you, think? you know uh, that's so that's since no one asked. That's the topic, John. Since Hamm no one asked, who should tick. be a live action tick? I say John Hamm. In, yeah. a, in a universe that I I create, John Hamm plays a big budget live action tick you on know, the big screen. Yeah, I can't really argue with you on that. I'm trying to think of anybody who might be as good. And a lot of studios seem to like Army Hammer because he has that chin. He's got the big stature, but he also has good comedic timing. However, I think John Hamm would probably whip the shit out of Army Hammer. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, like... I've seen like I don't know how much of a Thirty Rock fan you weren't really that big of a fan, but he's not really no. He's had a few episodes on there where he really got to show comedic chops, and of course he's been on you know he's he was a, he's a popular host on SNL whenever he has done it. He's funny. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's known to be a, a great dramatic actor who can also be very funny. He's very funny mm -hmm. in Bridesmaids, and you know anytime he tries to be funny, he can do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the the perfect person to. To bring, you know, all respect to Patrick yeah. Warburton, that was a television version of The Tick, and I was never a big fan of that, because here's the argument that I want to make, is that they need to bring the version that we know to the big screens, and the version that everybody knows is the Saturday morning show, like I said, yeah. and mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a rights issue or what, but why has have none of those characters ever made it to any other incarnation? Like, you know, we had these knockoffs in the Patrick Warburton version of American Made and Deflator Mouse, 
with Batman well and uh, Captain Liberty. Yeah. So it's like, but um, like, I don't understand why they don't just go for it. I think, uh, well, there was the Prime show that only lasted uh, two seasons, I believe. With, right, and uh, that's that's the yeah. grittier one that they tried to go with Peter Serafinowicz. Yes, and uh, it didn't go so great. Uh, it's, it, just doesn't, it doesn't seem like they can, A, nail the tone, and B, I don't think viewers take that look quite as serious as... Uh, they they don't I don't know they look at the ticket maybe new generations don't know what to think of it. He's like, is this a joke? Is this like what is this? And that's the point because they didn't. It 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 should be a joke. Like it should be funny. And mm-hmm. the the Amazon show I remember watching the pilot because the pilot was released like well before the first season was released. Right. And I was just like, this is way too dark and like this was it? is. Yeah, I just remember okay. feeling like this is not like I didn't even bother watching it after that. I was like, if this is the tone that they're going for, I don't want to watch the rest of this. This is dark and gritty for no reason at all. When you need to go the opposite, the tick could be this generation's Batman 66. Like, just lean into the camp mm. and make it that way because that like the tick is super campy. He's basically the same type of character as Batman 66. Like, you know, the same type of like speeches that kind of don't make sense but they're right. like you know supposed to be uplifting and you know same like, that's sense who he of is. Uh, righteousness yeah and then you got yeah. the grounded guy who's kind of the anxious guy arthur with him he was played by griffin newman on the show on yeah. prime and uh i think uh like it there's so much potential in there um the rogues gallery itself is interesting and cool i think my favorite episode that might encapsulate that whole kind of show is the chair face chippendale moon one yeah, I think that Chairface Chippendale, in my world, you mm-hmm. start with, you don't even introduce Arthur until like the end of the first movie or like oh, maybe okay. even in the second one. The very first Tick movie, you take essentially the Dinosaur Neil episode of the Tick show because <laughs> that episode, I remember watching that not too long ago and feeling like this is a movie itself. This is cinematic if you really well, build upon it. Yeah. And then <laughs> from like basically Chairface Chippendale is the Thanos of the tick universe, <laughs> you have to build up to Chairface Chippendale. I, uh, I loved, I loved El Seed though. Yeah, I, I think he could be, be a sequel. Oh. You get El Seed in there, and you get maybe, a, maybe you do the sequel thing where you have a couple different villains in there who kind of mm-hmm. team up. But yeah, like essentially, yeah, Ch- Chippendale's the big one. It's such, it is such a rich universe, and they really should nail that somehow. I just don't know how they could nail it, and we're trying to figure it out. And I think you, you touched on some really good things there. It's just new generations have to watch that cartoon or that it needs to get rebooted or something. Here's what you do, because there's even precedence for it in the source material that we're choosing. Mm -hmm. You make it a mockumentary, too. Just like the one episode or just like that one episode, because there's no other so far. No other superhero movie has done the mockumentary like we've come a tiny bit close to like the little bits that. Spider-Man was shooting in, you know, Homecoming on his phone, like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, like and a little bit in Incredibles newsreels, sure. But yeah, like to go yeah. a full-on mockumentary movie uh-huh. with the superhero uh-huh. genre and the Tick universe, you can introduce all of those characters at once. Yeah. Or, or you don't even have to, you know, you can like pepper them out and like you could really if you wanted to you could have a build-up to like a justice league and maybe somebody will be like yeah give the fucking sewer urchin his own movie he deserves it you know like i don't know i don't know you know who could get it done i just feel it in my bones we got to call seth rogan and get him to produce it with evan goldberg for like hulu or something or i don't know yeah but then he might end up being fucking the tick and i don't i don't well not the tick but there's room for him somewhere yeah 
Anyway, but that's that's what I I think Hollywood. You're missing out if you don't make the tick mockumentary. Yeah, and it doesn't look. Here's the other thing too: is like you're gonna have to make cheaper movies when the world gets back to normal. Like that's just the reality of it because the box office I don't think is gonna be as strong. We kind of discussed that. Mm-hmm. So like, you could do a tick movie, especially a mockumentary one, for like fifty million at the tops. With, you know? with John Hamm. With John Hamm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how much his. I don't. He's not a twenty million dollar man like Jim Carrey or you know any of them. But and uh, I don't know uh, Oscar Isaac as El Seed. Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> building it now. Anyway, since no one asked us, we're asking you. What do you guys think about a live action Tick movie? Do you have any other suggestions for who could play the big blue bug, or perhaps an Arthur suggestion? We want to hear from you. Email us ninety under ninety at gmail dot com or send us a tweet at ninety under ninety. I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right?